Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With Dr. Roger Hodkinson, and uh, I just finished my third YouTube suspension for talking about COVID, which seems to be par for the course, and I don't know why I expect anything different now. So, as always, Dr. Hodkinson, the reigning champion of... Uh, of getting me suspended. He is the killer of YouTube channels. If you have him on your channel, it is a death sentence, and uh, which I think is hilarious, which is why I keep having him back on. And um, But as always, please introduce yourself for all the new listeners. Well, thank you, Tommy. Um, I always enjoy being on your podcast. Um, it's uh, very friendly and, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, American. I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, for your listeners, if you've not heard me before, uh, I'm a pathologist. I, um, I trained at Cambridge in England, Cambridge University, and uh, I'm a fellow of the College of American Pathologists, a fellow of the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Canada. Um, I've been an assistant professor at the University of Alberta, doing a lot of teaching. I've been chairman of the examination board for the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons in Pathology, setting the annual examination for pathologists to make sure that they're safe to be let loose on the general public. Um, I've been CEO of a large um, community laboratory. I practiced in Michigan, California, and Canada. Um, I've been president of our provincial association of pathologists um, and so on. I think that's probably enough for now. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we've done episodes nonstop about COVID. And to me, the most interesting aspect now is is the VAR system, which as of today, Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, 5.16 p.m. Eastern Time, there are 10,991 deaths in the United States from the COVID vaccine, not including 1,073 miscarriages. Now, yeah. if you post VAERS online, it starts to get banned for misinformation. Yeah. What is your opinion on that? What do you think the number really is? And will we ever see it come to the light of day? Well, um, given previous vaccination programs in the States monitored by VAERS, um, the uh, experience then was that VAERS is understated by at least 90%. In other words, there's at least 10 times more uh, reports that are just not, events that are not reported. Um, it's, it's a real hassle for a physician to do it. It can be a private individual, but they do have to go through their verification program and so on. Um, it's all, it is weeks behind. Um, so I think one could say with great confidence that the numbers that are there now are not, only, are, are not up to date. Um, they would be higher as of today, 
and there would be a large number that uh, are out there that is simply not being reported. Mm -hmm. But even if you accept the numbers as reported today, it's a gigantic indictment of the CDC and the FDA that they're not stopping this vaccination program immediately in total for everybody because the scale of complications is just astronomic. It's it, the, the total number of deaths attributed as, as reported, the total number of deaths reported in this six months exceeds all the deaths reported to VAERS with previous vaccination programs over the last 30 years. That's how extreme this spike of deaths is with this particular, with these particular vaccines. It's just amazing that it's, that's being allowed to continue because it's, as I've said before, um, it may be okay to continue it with those numbers. If this was a massive threat to society and an enormous mortality like um, Ebola, for example, but it's not. Uh, as uh, Eonidides has said in Stanford, the world's most renowned epidemiologist, um, he has said publicly that this is really nothing worse than a bad seasonal flu. Simple as that. And, and therefore, the predicate for the vaccination program, which I think we always have to get back to without going down rabbit holes about this and that and all the details of what's going on, the bottom, bottom line is that it was never a public emergency, public health emergency in the first place. And therefore, there was no need for a warp speed program of introducing this vaccine untested on the wide general public going into what would amount to billions of people globally uh, at the end of the day. That's what we always have to get back to. It never was a public health emergency. And therefore, the vaccination program was never really warranted. And the, introducing it without testing is the most reckless experiment in medical history. So that, that's, I think, the bottom line of the VAERS reporting. And similar numbers, are, by the way, are being reported, larger numbers, actually, <clears throat> are being reported in Europe and in, in the UK. This is an international phenomenon. If I'm, per if I'm correct, the last time I checked, Europe's up to 17,000 deaths yeah. from the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. And these are gigantic numbers. And they're still doing it, knowing full well that these deaths are occurring and are very understated, and, are not and the vaccinations are not necessary for the vast majority of people who are getting them. Uh, I heard I heard just this morning of uh, multiple cases in a, in a very underpopulated province in Canada, Nova Scotia, on the on the east coast, of um, young men coming down with myocarditis. One hospital has two beds in an ICU with them both side by side. I mean, you know, this is this is getting very serious. Well, it seems like they're asleep at the switch. It's my concern is, and I've said this from day one, and you said it the first time you're on here, you are not anti-vax, neither am I. Yeah. I have all of mine. 
I'm not even anti-COVID vax. If you feel that it's what you want to get and you need to go get it and you think it's the best decision for you, it is your body, it is your health, your oh, choice. But stop there, Tony. That's why I take great exception okay. to even the conservative American media. I was watching Fox last night and they were saying stuff like, well, you know, it's the decision of the individual, balance the risk versus the benefit and all that. Okay, but there's no counter-narrative. There's no information out there that would give an individual um, the ability to make informed consent. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the powerful suppression of any counter-narrative from physicians in particular, um, as well as politicians and the media, that's resulted in the average individual having not having a clue about the risks because they're being fed the propaganda with the four-letter word, safe, without any qualifications whatsoever. And people are, people are believing government that they wouldn't be misleading them. And that's, that's the tragedy here, that there is no informed consent for anybody because the people giving the jab are not giving them the, the risks uh, in a summary format, and they're not getting it from any other source before they walk in for the jab. And so how can anyone, including old people with comorbidities, how can anyone make an informed decision? And, and the risks the risks are also being manipulated. It's, it's intentional sleight of hand. Because could we just role play for a minute, Tommy, and imagine your granny, you might put a wig on for this little episode. <laughs> um, imagine, yeah, that'll, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do nicely. Imagine your, your granny then in a nursing home and I'm your doctor, right? And I come in and see you one morning, and I say with a rather glum face, Granny, I hate to tell you this, but the symptoms you've got correlate with the test, and you actually do have COVID. And, um, you know, your risk of dying of this is about three to four times what it was when you had the flu last year. And Granny would say, Wow, Doc, that, that sounds pretty grim, doesn't it? What the heck are we going to do about it? On the other hand, I could walk in with a smile on my face this time, and I could say, hey, Granny, you know, we just got that test back, and um, it, is, it is COVID. You've got COVID, and your symptoms match. But remember last year when you had the flu, and you did very well, didn't you? Um, you had a 99% of surviving, even with all your comorbidities, and you did very well, didn't you? Well, this time, um, instead of 99%, Granny, it, it's 96%. You've got a 96% chance of getting over this. So Granny would say to me, hey, Doc, let me out of here, right? You see what I mean? Yeah. Exactly the same numbers expressed totally differently. Even for the elderly with comorbidities, the risk is... Yes, worse than the flu. But remember, for the rest of the population, the risk is less than the flu. So what should we be doing? Exactly what the Great Barrington Declaration said. Focus protection for the elderly. That's it. And over the year, of course, we've seen increasing evidence of 
the cocktails that um, Dr. McCullough is recommending and others um, with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine and other agents. Um, because, um, you see, Granny, um, if we just role play again, Granny, um, when you were at home, Granny, and um, you were feeling a bit miserable and you thought you might have COVID, um, you, you came to my hospital, didn't you? And, um, and we checked you out and we, we decided we wouldn't admit you at that time because your oxygen level wasn't low enough. And we said to you basically, uh, well, you know, why don't you just go home? Well, Dr. McCullough has, has calculated that in that particular situation, sending someone home with no treatment whatsoever, other than wait and see, for which the subtext is come back when you're blue, come back when you're really sick. The subtext of that discharge with that medication is that if you accept the numbers in the States, they've probably been misattributed, but 600,000 deaths in the States from COVID. Dr. McCullough reckons that half a million of those could have been prevented if people had been sent home with a package of medication to prevent them getting worse and, and probably get better faster. So how is that? How would, go, that, how would going home prevent that? I'm sorry, Tommy. How, how would, how would going home prevent the death? Because of, because of being sent home with, with medication that is going to be probably effective on a population wide scale. Like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or. Exactly. That is precisely what, precisely the mistake that's being made right now is sending people home without any medication. Yeah, so. but, but we also have to remember the existence of herd immunity before COVID ever hit, before there was any talk of a vaccine. Um, you know, you, you just have to use your head to figure that one out. You know, in a nursing home, when COVID strikes, it doesn't take everyone away. In, most, in some nursing homes, it did, admittedly, but in most of them, it did not. It was a minority of people. Similarly, on the, the cruise ship that had it, it was a with a lot of elderly people. It was a minority of people that actually came down with it. Why? They were exposed to it. They either shook it off without getting symptomatic, um, uh, or they didn't get it at all. But the bottom line is we, we all, you and me, we got antibodies on board right now. We got T cells waiting in the wings right now to attack COVID if it enters our body. And um, that immunity is very long lasting. It's from all the cross, it's from all the coughs and colds we've had with other coronaviruses over the years. And um, that immune attack is just right there waiting a latent ability to attack the corona 19 covid 19 virus should it ever enter your body mm -hmm. so that herd immunity was already there in a substantial degree and only needed to be supplemented by these extra measures for elderly people 
Yeah, my uh, <clears throat> my point earlier saying uh, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. That's kind of in line with, uh, I, I think, just personal opinion. I think everyone should be able to do whatever they want. If you want to go shoot up heroin, I think you're an adult. If that's how you want to go out, go out. You know, I don't think it's safe. I don't advise it. But that's just a personal thing. I think you should be able to put whatever you want into your body. COVID vaccine or PCP, go for it. That's just me. Uh, what? Yeah, I, I agree with you in principle, um, but it's it's the average person has has sure. not any counter propaganda. Number one, number two, simply because something happens to be available for the wrong reason, because it never was a public health emergency in the first place, simply because it happens to be available, is no reason to use it on anybody, mm -hmm. because it it is strictly experimental with no long-term studies about the possible effects on many body systems that are is currently totally unstudied we're going into this naked yeah it's and, and, and therefore my position is very simple just because it's available does not mean it should be used on anybody regardless of their medical state because there are ways to um, treat elderly people. Mm -hmm. And you you don't need it. You're not going to die from it, even, even if you get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's So we shut down the global economy for something that's no worse in the grand scheme of things than a bad seasonal flu. That's what Dr. Aonides is saying in Stanford, the world's most esteemed, the most published. What, what's his name again? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get a hold of him. What's his, What's his name? I. It's a double N. I O. I O. Double N I D E S. Ionides, I think, is how it's spelled. John Ionides. I, I don't John. Know yeah. Yeah. Stanford. That's right. All right. That's right. I'll look him up later. See if I can get him. Um, yeah, he he's got the the most credentials, and he's said that explicitly. Yeah, it's, and that's a that's where I come from with this. Is you know, it's I'm not someone that says you know, no one can get hurt from this, no one can die from it, nothing. It's just I'm 30 years old. I'm relatively healthy. And I am not particularly comfortable with putting this in my body when there are symptoms of myocarditis and pericarditis. I just don't want it. I really enjoy my life, and let's, I just don't want it. Let's look at some of the potential, I underline that word, long-term complications, Tommy. Um, other than we, we talked about fertility issues in previous podcasts, both male and female. But there's something else coming out of the woodwork now, too. And it's this. Um, in two independent studies, one in Germany and one in Canada, uh, it's been shown that people who have the vaccine and who are not suffering any obvious serious consequences, they have evidence in their blood of activation of what we call the blood coagulation cascade. Mm -hmm. that thrombosis has been taking place inside the blood vessels. 
Now, they've not presented with a heart attack or pulmonary emboli. Dr. Hawkinson. We lost Dr. Hodkinson. Not sure that's on my end. Um, I think it's on my end. It's uh, probably should be coming back any second now. It's normally how this happens. Um, maybe it is me. I don't know. Let's check. Do I have internet? Yes, sir, I do. So, I am now going to do the tricky balancing act of continuing to fill the dead air while also trying to contact the guest who the internet just dropped out on. It is one of the more difficult balancing acts of this podcast, so I am going to do that right now. As I'm trying to talk and do this at the same time, so we should email Dr. Hodkinson and say, um, join back whenever. This is very difficult trying to monologue and text at the same time. And, uh, you dropped off. I'll just say that. It's very difficult to text and, uh, monologue at the same time, but, um, you know, guess, I guess a shout out to that, uh, Pfizer team, that PR team, um, but yeah, until he comes back, he might call me. Um, yeah, you know, that's just, that's my two cents on it is I personally am not comfortable with it. And um, I also don't believe that any further uh, explanation is required. I'm not comfortable with it. Period. I just, if you don't want to sleep with someone, you owe them no description. You know them, you owe them no explanation. No, that's just, that's it. On the contrary, anyone out there that wants it, you owe no explanation. You say yes. That's what it is at the crux of all of this. I'm not advocating that anyone not get it. I'm not advocating that anybody get it. I'm advocating that you do what you feel is correct for you. I I love my life. And this is coming from someone who, for the majority of the last decade, did not love his life, did not love himself hated myself, very suicidal. For the first time in over a decade, I love, I love who I am. I love what I do for a living. I love every day of my life. It has its ups and downs, sure. But I'm truly enjoying life for the first time in a decade. And uh, I don't want to take something. Again, if Ebola is running rampant, I get, yeah, sure, you might got to roll the dice. You might get uh, myocarditis, but you gotta, I get it, sure. Man, for something that I'm gonna survive 999 times out of a thousand versus something where there's more deaths reported for this vaccine in the last six months than every other vaccine combined for the last 30 years combined. Uh, no, I just, I don't want it. And again, I don't think any further explanation is necessary. But I'm giving one anyway. Is uh I don't I don't want it. I wonder if the internet came out on this one. No, internet's still here on this one. Wiz Khalifa popping up on my recommended. So is uh, Amanda McCants. She's so hot. Um, 
Yeah, so that is where I'm coming from then. This, oh, I guess it's time to give him a call and uh, see what the fuck is going on. So, um, that's what we're doing right now as I still monologue into the microphone. Dum -dum 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 -dum. Calling Dr. Hodgkinson. Dum -dum 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 -dum. Dum -dum -dum -dum. Hey, Dr. Hodgkinson. You're good. There, there you are. Yeah, you're good. I just want to make sure everything was all right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. And, and he's back. I just, I was monologuing the whole time. I managed to do it. And uh, I suspect that was uh, Pfizer's tech team making sure to uh, squash any uh, bad press. But, um, well, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, you're good, man. I know, uh, I know where I left off, and I can continue. Mm -hmm. uh, a blood clotting cascade? Yes, exactly. So, um, what, what's, what's really coming out of that is this. Um, it would seem as though people who are, um, uh, who just had vaccination, within a couple of days, they're showing evidence on in blood tests of having clotting taking place within their blood vessels somewhere in the body but there's no presentation no headaches no no symptoms of a particular organ being affected it's just a biochemical evidence but that tells us in medicine is that this process is probably occurring very diffusely in the small blood vessels of the body, the capillaries, where the blood vessel, where the flow in the blood vessels is much slower, so that there's more opportunity for gas exchange and glucose and to get into your cells and so on. So, um, just following that that train of thought, um, it's it's rather worrying that there could be diffuse. Um, clotting inside random capillaries throughout the entire body that's not severe enough to produce symptoms now, but could be sufficient to cause death of cells that those capillaries are intended to serve. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. No. That would be okay in an organ like the liver or the kidney, where regeneration takes place if cells die. Mm -hmm. But in organs like the brain and the heart, where there is no regeneration capability, what this could imply, and this is, a, again, we don't know what we don't know. These studies have not been done because it's only gone on for six months. What this could imply is that when you get to my age, that you've got a reduced reserve to rely upon for, to prevent the premature onset of heart failure in the case of the heart or dementia 
potentially in the case of the brain. We just don't know. But it is very worrying that we've got documentation of blood clotting in, in the vessels throughout the body, not creating any lesions, as we call it, big enough to image on MRI and CAT scans. But it's happening. And what's the consequences of that? Answer, we don't know. But the, the consequences could be quite significant and only manifest decades from now. Just like with myocarditis, that's attacking a particular organ. But we, we know from uh, viral infections that cause myocarditis before COVID it was even thought of, we do know that uh, people who get myocarditis and recover from it do have a risk of developing um, early onset of heart failure. We do know that. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> um... Back to the VAERS point, I've heard before from you, from Dr. Malone, from Dr. Saeed, that VAERS is highly underreported. Um, but for me, uh, my logic is, is like, let's just take the reported numbers anyway. We'll just take the lowest reported. We'll assume that it's it's only 10% of what it really is. But let's just take that at its value so that there can be no argument about us assuming it's 10 times higher. At the number it already is... You're saying that it's already high enough that it should that it should halt the vaccination program. Unquestionably, unquestionably, it's it's bizarre that it's being allowed to continue. A fraction of those deaths, even allowing for them being real and not understated by ninety percent, in previous vaccination programs, a fraction of those deaths shut down vaccination programs completely. What are, what are some, do you have off the top of your head, do you have any numbers or examples of, of what it, what is it? Is it, is it, if there's 10 or something, do they stop? Is there a hundred? What, what are the most, I was born in 1990. What, what examples are there? Because I, I don't know this. I'd have to get back to you in chapter and verse. It is, it is well described vaccination programs that just have been stopped in their tracks with a fraction of the serious adverse reactions that are presently happening. And so you just have to scratch your head. What the heck is going on here? Yeah. They're still allowing it to continue. That pregnant women are getting injected. There's... We don't have any, without any long-term uh, studies at all. So just for the record, this is theirs on this day. So what I'm looking at is, so it's 10,991. We're saying that's probably only 10% of it, but let's just take this number as gospel and say it's 10,991. All right, sure. What I'm looking at is, so if this is underreported, then we could also, so we could say, sure, that's uh, inaccurate, or maybe it's overreported. Let's just, let's just take the devil's advocate and say it's overreported. Well, then we have to assume all the other vaccine deaths have been overreported, or so we're saying it's all in line, right? So we're taking like the... It's like a it's like a curve on a test, right? Everyone gets so if we look at the curve of all vaccine reported deaths since exactly. 1990 on VAERS, I can't really see it because it's not focusing well. But you, no, can, you can see it. Okay, I good. Can you can, which is weird because I was born in 1990, so it's the perfect. You can see vertical 
So whether or not everything's underreported or overreported, we're looking at the same general trend. And it's, I mean, it's from under, looks to be about the highest peak on any of these numbers is maybe in 2018, it gets close to 1,000. But before 2010, it never really goes over 500. And now we are at 12,000. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's okay. what? That's 2,000%? The only excuse for continuing it is to maintain the myth that this is a gross public health emergency, mm -hmm. which it is not underlined in neon. It is not nowhere close. Nowhere, and for the vast majority of the population, it's less severe than the regular flu, certainly for children. You know, you mustn't forget the fact that children die every year of influenza. They're not dying of COVID this year. There hasn't been a single death in North America in children from COVID. Um, not a single death from COVID in North America, other than children who have severe underlying disease, they're immunocompromised, they've had transplants, they've got cancer or whatever. Um, yeah, COVID is picking off those children, sadly, just like it's picking off older people, sadly, with, with their own serious diseases. But it's just a non-starter for a public health emergency. They got backed into that corner with Neil Ferguson's ridiculous projections, and no one, no one, including the CDC, did due diligence on Neil Ferguson's absurd predictions of Armageddon. And that's how the whole thing started and, and rolled, falling in a public health emergency that it, that it certainly was not. And that, that can be the only explanation for them permitting the continuation of this vaccine, seeing that, that graph that you just showed. So what is, so that's right, that's the question that comes up as to so what is going so we can argue what is going on and it's well you know the data says this and then the media says that so we have to step one we have to take one step back further and go why is this going on and i'll start by saying no i don't think this is a depopulation plan as i just said on the episode before this we've had a very effective depopulation potential for a long time and it's called nuclear weapons and the vaccine is called having a government nuclear bunker they could wipe out everyone in, in less than 30 minutes if they'd like. That's okay. Second of all, if you really did want to depopulate, why would you do it with a vaccine? You would just release something like Ebola mixed with smallpox. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It's a lousy, it's a lousy bioterrorism. Yeah, it's... It doesn't kill enough people. No, you know, if, if you hit the bong a couple times, maybe it's a good movie, but like... I don't buy it. And I'm a guy that loves conspiracies, and I can't take that. I can't take that. If the Chinese had really done that, they would have vaccinated their entire population before doing it. Yes, the Nazis had that plan called the short, the sword and the shield. The shield is the vaccine. The sword is you release it onto others. They took that out of World War One because they used an analogy of where if you shot chlorine gas but the wind changed, it could ruin you. So you have to mm -hmm. have your shield before you deploy the sword. So there's the thing is I don't think it's that. My... The best shot I can take right now, what I think it is, and I've worked on this theory for what do I really think it is. I think it, I think it came out of a lab by accident. Mm -hmm. 
And I think the mass rush of hysteria was sort of that herd mentality. One antelope turns its head and everyone runs. I think it's, as you said, it's a lot of political might. It's, you know, it's Trump, it's Macron, or however you say his name, it's Putin. It's what everyone wants to be seen to be doing something. And then the planets have aligned for an emergency use authorization act. Not only that, an experimental technology where the global citizens Mm -hmm. are basically, they're footing the bill for the biggest, most expensive, but completely free clinical trial in human history. You'll never get this chance again. It's like defense contractors salivating at the mouth at the idea of a cold war with Russia. 40 years of this stuff? Man, we're going to make money hand over fist. That's what it is. There's a bunch of there's four big companies making money off of this, and they're probably in tech with big uh, big. They're probably in bed with big tech. I don't know, giving some sort of payout or or kickback or you know revolving door job about hey, you know you shut down the generic uh, cure for this stuff and we give them. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The, the super expensive stuff, and uh, that's what it is. That's what I think it is, and I don't think it's very sexy. I think it's a... I think it's a symphony or a, what is it? A comedy of errors or a symphony. Of, it, it's this thing that's just, it's an emergent phenomena of stuff falling one after the other. And it really comes down to the most basic things. Uh, incompetence, it coming out of a lab and greed, making a ton of money. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's some fourth Reich mindset. I don't think this is some Illuminati shit because it would be so much more evil if it was. That's what I think it is. Yes. Let's role let's role play again. <laughs> let's role play again, Tommy. All right. Okay. Now you are now going to be the health secretary in the United States or a minister of health in Britain, right? And I'm going to be Trump or um, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson, right? And so you walk into me one morning. And you say, President Trump, have you seen these numbers? Signing it on his desk. Neil Ferguson's Armageddon projections. Have you seen those numbers, sir? And Trump would say, yes, I have. Listen, read my lips. I want to plan on my desk tomorrow morning. It's got one singular characteristic. Do you hear me? It's this. It's got to be visible that I'm doing something. Make it so. End of meeting. So you scurry away. You, you have a confab with your people. And you say, this is what he wants. And everyone's telling you, but it doesn't work. To which you say to your team, I don't give a shit. That's what he wants. That's what he's going to get. And so you dish up all the tried and true failures of mass and social distancing. Lockdowns wasn't even thought of at that time. And that's what was instituted. 
knowing full well it did not work. But the boss wanted to cover his backside. And so that's how the whole thing started. Terrible advice. No one would have told Trump it doesn't work. There are other ways of handling this. No, they wanted to please the boss. And that happened everywhere. And then you got the idiocy shortly thereafter of lockdowns, which had never been tried anywhere in medical history. Um, we've never, ever quarantined the well to protect people that might be vulnerable. We've never done that. It was untested. It could, be, it could have been shown to be highly dangerous and lethal in its own way, which it turned out to be. So that's how the whole thing started. Um, with that, those conversations would have taken place on exactly the same morning that the news media broke the story, ramping it up because the media gorges on crises. They would have milked it for what it's worth to create this fear, the headlines. And of course, the politicians um, sensing that fear felt they had to do something visible to show them that they cared, even though they should have been told, none of it's going to work, you know, um, which is what happened. None of it's worked. Um, I want people to read my lips now. Masks don't work. Social distancing doesn't work. Travel bans don't work, no matter what Trump said. Lockdowns most certainly don't work. So pull all those threads together. And what do you have? Nothing works. Read my lips. Nothing works. Medicine is impotent in 2021 at controlling this virus. It cannot be done by any means known to medical science. Period. Get used to it. Accommodate to it in practical ways, just like we've done with the flu in previous years, very effectively. That's what should have happened. Instead, they backed themselves into a corner with all these ridiculous measures. And when they were working, they thought to make them work, we need to double down on it. You know, Fauci and his, you know, if one mask doesn't work, where to? All that idiocy that Einstein well described, um, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the outcome to be different. Um, yeah, it's the maddest episode in human history. There's never been anything on this scale before. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what it is. It's the most, it's the least sexy. You know, it's like, an, I guess it's like a parallel to Occam's Razor. It's probably the least sexy answer. It's a bunch of people, boss said to do it, but it won't, won't work. You tell him, I want to keep my job. Boss said it because boss wants to keep his job. Blah, 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 just, blah, blah, blah. And then somewhere along the line, you have someone who's a little more cunning that's going, oh, shit, we can make money on this. We can make a lot of money on this. Yeah. yeah. And and Fauci, uh, you, you saw the congressional testimony. with uh, Rand Paul, yeah. That, that was a historic moment. You think so? That's, that's a straight road to jail, Dr. Fauci. You can't escape, you can't escape lying twice. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, what you've got to understand here is that 
From the very get-go, Fauci knew his pants were down. He knew right from the get-go that there was an escape from a lab in Wuhan following research that he'd paid for. This was not a made-in-China virus. This is a Dr. Fauci virus. And Fauci then crafted all his interventions and dogma and arbitrary measures purely to cover his backside. Knowing full well that he was responsible for everything that was happening because of intentionally circumventing Obama's prohibition on gain-of-function research. He knew that the second the story broke. Witness all those emails with heavily redacted sections. Caught with his pants down, and everything has been a defensive move, deflect, distract, wait, lie, deny. Everything that's happened has been to cover his backside. He's guilty as hell. Those four, more than that, six, what is it in the States now, 600,000 deaths. Mm. It's inflated. It's misattribution. Hospitals get more money by calling it a COVID death. You know, we, we've been over all of that. I mean, the numbers are nothing like that in truth, nothing like 600,000. But Peter McCullough, if you accept that number, Peter McCullough thinks that if people have been sent home with the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine cocktail, um, when they're presented to hospital instead of nothing, that half a million of those deaths would have been prevented. Whatever the ratio is, Fauci is personally responsible for every single COVID death that's taken place internationally. Period. What is that? Four, is it? What is it at? Four million, or one million? Internationally, four million. Mm -hmm. Internationally, four million, directly due to his absurd fascination with gain-of-function research, which has got to be the most maddest concept in medicine you could think of thinking that you can manipulate these viruses to study them better, to treat them better, while knowing full well that there is no lab on Earth that is 100.0000% safe. It cannot be so because you've got people, things called people working in those facilities. He knew that. He knew that the lab in Wuhan had a terrible biosafety record, and he did it anyway. He Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He contravened the prohibition of doing it, trying to get it done through a white-gloved intermediary and thinking that would camouflage the tracks. 
He sent it to a lab with notorious biosafety. It got out and he panicked and started talking about all these ways of trying to deflect attention from the fact that it was him that ordered it. It never came out of a wet market in Wuhan, never in a month of Sundays. That man has killed more people than Pol Pot and Stalin and Mao Zedong. I don't, I don't think he's killed more than Mao. Maybe not, maybe <laughs> not as many. Okay, I'm exaggerating. But he, but he has killed a huge number of people. Mm-hmm. Personally. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it yesterday, but I, I heard that he said they were not doing gain of function research. Oh, please. Which is, I've got a, that's I've a got lie, a, right? I've got a bridge to sell you. Oh, for God's sake. The man's guilty as hell and he knows it. And so does Rand Paul know it. And he's going to be investigated, criminal investigation. Do you think so? Do you think they need a fall guy? Do you think that, do you think it'll go through because the higher ups need a fall guy? Perhaps. I mean, everyone Perhaps. likes a fall guy. It, it deflects so much, you know. If he hangs on until the Republicans get control of Congress again, he's, he's the dead man walking, isn't he? Um, but he'll, he'll probably be gone before then. He's, he's now baggage. Um, the gig's up. Everyone can see it. It's played out in real time yesterday. He's now lied twice. When was the first lie? That was the previous congressional hearing. <laughs> should we uh, should we preemptively state that Fauci didn't kill himself? It's 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 made, this this drama being played out in real time on television. I tell you, you, you couldn't write a script for a horror movie that was um, as bad as this. People would have laughed you out of the room. Now, do you think anything will actually come of this, or do you think he'll just do you think he'll just skirt on by and just kind of rat away? Well, I mean, your Justice Department wasn't exactly um, energetic pursuing uh, people, was it? Um, when Trent was uh, running the show, uh, he's got friends in high places. Um, it'll be delay, 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 slow walk everything. Um, you know, he's 80, had compassion on the man. He might die of something in the meantime anyway. Um, yeah, the process will take so long that um, it, it, who knows what the outcome would be. The bottom line is that he's, 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 he's just, he just cannot stay in that position. I mean, regardless of the penalty that's, that's, um, that he receives, five years in jail, as Dr. Paul Rand said yesterday, twice, you know Dr. Fauci, Lying to Congress has a five-year jail term. You do know that, don't you? Um, <laughs> will he get five years? Clinton didn't get a day, did she? Hmm? It's very true. It's very true. Do you think? Do you think we when not if it's because it's that's the beauty of science is it always eventually comes out. You know, the Earth revolve the sun revolves around the Earth. Eventually, 
the truth comes out because it's science. It's just, it's immutable. You can't, it's what it is. When you, you, can, you can silence social media. You can mm -hmm. silence politicians, right? You can silence journalists. Um, you can silence doctors by making them, giving them a binary decision. Is it ethics or income? You choose, you know, we'll get rid of you if you continue talking like that and then you'll, you won't be able to earn a living. Um, yeah, all that, all that is going on suppressing the truth. But there's one thing you can't suppress. And Martin Luther figured that one out a long time ago. And it was very powerful. It's called a printing press. You can't suppress books. They are being written as we speak with the full outline of all the mistakes that, that happened from start to finish to when the author put the pen down. That's it, because it's going to continue. Um, yeah, the books will be devastating because the truth will out and books cannot be suppressed. Amazon can do its best, but still the books are going to get out and reputations will be slaughtered. And along the way, it's not just individual reputations, but it's respect for professions, and in particular medicine and journalism. The general public will rapidly get the gist that these people that we relied upon, doctors, journalists, politicians, they have all lied to us over a period of a year. They subjected us to all kinds of inconveniences, um, sad, tragic moments, not being able to hold the hand of a dying father, bankruptcies, children denied schooling for essentially a year, social development de delayed, um, monstrous, monstrous consequences. When that truth comes out, sadly, there will be a lot less trust in physicians and journalism because people will know that they've been lied to. The very people that they trust used to trust will be shown to have lied to them at the time of their greatest need when they're trying to make their own minds up about all of this. That's going to be a very sad consequence, I think. Yeah, it's, um, and I mean, we're, we're in it right now, Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. We're in it right now. I get, I get banned for uploading any, an episode that questions any of this. You get slandered, you get thrown in the gutter, uh, doctors lose their jobs. You get your accounts deleted on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. You can't talk about it. And um, one day, far off in the future, when someone's watching one of these episodes of, man, how did they not see it going on? A lot of people did see it going on. And they very, uh, a well-coordinated censorship program kept it quiet. And people who wanted to look into it a lot of times decided to shut up because they didn't want to be socially ostracized or they didn't want to lose their job. But uh, lucky, lucky for me is I've never given a shit what anyone thinks about me. I am my own boss. I have no kids. I have no one to take care of. So I can say whatever I want. And uh, 
I do think there's something going on right now, and it's not fun pursuing. You know, I don't like to be that guy. I, I like to just do funny, silly podcasts, but at the same time, I said it after the first time I talked to you, uh, I can't sit in front of this flag and then cower because the big man said don't talk about that. I mean, 250 years ago, those crazy motherfuckers with powder wigs were drinking whiskey and loading muskets and shooting at the Queen's Navy. I mean, I mean, goddamn, like the VAR system, I have to have 1% of that in me, or I can't, or I need to take down this flag and put up old G's face and, you know, salute to the CCP. You know, that, that, you know, this, this whole episode, I mean, it, it should teach us so many lessons um, about the importance of not buying anything from China. You don't feed your enemy. You know, pharmaceuticals were just the tip of the iceberg. Repatriating everything, not buying China, buying American. Um, that was that was one big lesson. The second big lesson, of course, is the, the great resetters have um, increased their appetite to inflict similar control on the population. Um, you know, people are talking about the the climate lockdown now. You know, <laughs> the, the you know. <laughs> It never ends. Um, so unless Trump gets in, uh, all bets are off for democracy. And um, the Chinese are loving it. They're just sitting back, biding their time inscrutably, playing the long game as they always do, saying, hey, we don't have to do a damn thing. They're killing themselves. Look, look, at, the way, look at the way Biden is emasculating your military. By, by demanding that they, you know, study um, critical race theory. Critical race theory. Do you, do you see that that woman in the Navy said last week? She was like, I mean, on one side, she like, I don't know, she's she she's a sailor on like a destroyer or something. She's like, on one side, we could pass every uh, every pro, uh, progressivism test out there. On the other side we would get slaughtered in a naval battle because that's not what we practice anymore. We practice being yeah. woke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Obama would say, you can go to war, but you really must be very careful not to kill people, you know? Um, Don't offend them. I, I mean, war is total. Yeah. You are there to kill. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's... And what's Biden going to do when... When uh, the Chinese uh, just decide to one fine afternoon walk into Hong Kong, he'll do nothing. He'll probably collect his check. It's, you know. He'll, he'll do nothing. No. Wring his hands in public, send an send a, uh, aircraft carrier through the Formosa Straits, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... But... You've got the flag behind you, young man. You've got a lot of people still out there rooting for traditional American values. And sooner or later, they're going to rise up. Hopefully, they vote for Trump in 24. Um, but you can suppress the people for just so long before it's all over. You know, it's like um, my favorite movie is Bugs Life. <laughs> and fl flick. Here's flick. Here's one seed, you know. Here's two seeds. Flick, here's every flick, seed. Flick just takes one step 
forward towards the grasshoppers mm -hmm. with all his ants behind him. And that one step was it. The grasshoppers were done. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, listen, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, ultimately, there's nothing new under the sun, whether it's suppression of speech, whether it's marginalization of groups, whether it's um, destroying a nation from within. I mean, whether you're using the stone wheel and the club or bow and arrows or ships or biplanes or shuttles or rockets or, or, you know, satellites and Space Force, it's all the same story just unfolding in different ways. It's the same. It's Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. It's in the Bible. It's in Harry Potter. It's in Lord of the Rings. It's in Hunger Games. It's in whatever. It's in Shakespeare. It's the same themes, you know. You take a take a math test from a first grader. Bob has five oranges. Susie takes two. How many are left? The next question. Bob has five apples. Susie takes three. It doesn't matter if it's apples or oranges or watermelons or bananas or whatever. The same now, themes take, underneath. If you take a historical perspective, empires come and empires go. Mm -hmm. um, there's often a common theme that has been in more recent history anyway. The Romans and the, and the Russians, um, they couldn't afford to, um, you know, throw goodies at the population and still maintain their army. Um, they both fail for the same reason. And we're seeing a similar thing play out, I think, with democracy. It's, it's really tragic. It is. It's, been a, it's been a wonderful experiment, but it's being eaten from within. Um, people just don't have the fiber anymore to stand up for it. Um, it re really, I mean, Europe's gone. Forget about yeah. Europe. Um, <laughs> And if if this and Canada's gone, <laughs> if it ever existed, um, yeah, we rely upon you guys. You're it. Yeah, there's you're, nowhere you're else to it. go. You're it for the world. You're it for his history. If you go down, if this madness going on in the states right now um, continues, God help us all. God help us all. I'd like to find a, you know, a nice, nice cave somewhere in the mountains of Argentina, and <laughs> oh, they'll find you down there. They'll go down there and drag you out, and they'll hit you with the vax, and then they'll tell yeah. you you're a racist. And but isn't it isn't it tragic? The younger generation have got no sense of threat, and they just want their their iPhone, their water bottle, their Netflix, and it's a hedonistic swirl down the drain. Mm -hmm. While they're just enjoying themselves, thinking that life's going to go on forever with no need to risk anything, the state's going to look after us, and so on and so on. But the, 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 the reckoning is coming because, you know, certainly with COVID, all these bankruptcies, people forget that the average pub, public and average person has got no clue about how taxes are raised. You know, the vast majority of taxes are raised from small businesses, I think, called payroll taxes. They're taken out right at source. That's the engine of the economy. Mm -hmm. you, kill, you kill small business. I mean, Ford and, you know, IBM, they've all got their teams of lawyers and they don't pay a cent. No, it's small business that pays the freight. And if you kill small business, you've got serious problems on your hands. Yeah, um, yeah it's, um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Is um, you know, thank God, 
like thank god you get you get to live in a time where there's where there's a righteous fight you know we kind of look back at world war ii we look at iraq we look at vietnam and we're like man at least with world war ii there was a clear cut they're the nazis they're gassing jews you're the they're the japanese they attacked pearl harbor there's a clear-cut enemy. Let's go kill him. And if you die, it's for a good reason. You're actually stopping dictators. And then Vietnam comes along in Korea, and you're like, what is it? It's the domino theory and WMDs. We didn't find anything, and why did we take Saddam? And, it, you know, it's this whole... At least, at least we're alive in a time for a righteous fight of freedom of speech, of freedom to assemble, of freedom to turn down an experimental genetic therapy... It's, you know, a, a lot of people wish to at least, because there's no such thing as not having struggle in your life. You, you cannot, you cannot find that life. No. At least we live in a time where there's like a, like a righteous fight to do. You know, imagine if there was nothing going on and we're just doing episodes about, yeah, I got the new iPhone. It's great, I guess. I mean, God, at least we're handed a fight that's, you know, you know, in your bones is worth it. It's, it's really interesting how leaders emerge at the right moment. You know, Churchill, you know, was the, the rallying point mm-hmm. for resistance and hope. Um, and Trump was trying to do the same thing, to remodel, not remodel, but to bring society, American society back to its roots. That's what he was trying to do. Free enterprise, risk, um, bravery, um, he, it's a it's a tragedy. He he was kicked out, but quite likely with uh, all those rigged elections. Yeah. But but you know he he's he is the last white hope. I hate to use that. It's not a racist term. You know he's he's the last hope for America. If if he doesn't get in again, I just hope people read the tea leaves in the election. Um, it's it's a critical moment in history. Yeah. It. Uh... You know, I had a guy on two days ago, Joe Kent, former Special Forces, 20 years in the military. His wife was in the CIA as well. She was uh, killed in action fighting ISIS in Syria in 2019. So he's a widower raising his two sons who are three and five. He lives in Washington State, and he's running for Congress now. And I had him on two days ago. And Mm -hmm. um, leaders do emerge. You know, I saw him, and I was like, there's hope. There are people out there who just want to do the right thing and yeah. who don't want to press their shit on anyone else. You should be free to do whatever you want. You want to marry the same sex? Go for it. You want to get a sex change? Go for it. You want to smoke crack? Go for it. I don't give a shit. Leave me alone. You leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. We pay our taxes. We don't harm each other or each other's property. That's America, baby. The big thing for any one individual is to be able to look back when you're on your deathbed to say that at least you tried. Oh yeah, you, you're on the right side. We're on the right side of history, Tommy. Um, I'm not sure how all this is going to shake out, but to at least have the integrity of looking back and saying we tried our best, you know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's that's all that. Nothing's guaranteed. I mean, you get to the Super Bowl, if you gave it your all and you broke your leg on the field and you're still crawling and the and the clock goes out and you lost, I mean, when there's truly nothing else you could have done, you go, man, I mean, I would have liked to win, but there's not, like, my leg was broken, I was pulled off the field, like, 
that's how I look at it. It's like, I mean, we might not win. Like, I'm, I'm aware of that. We might collapse into a, a global communist technocratic dystopia. Yeah. But look how, look how everyone's hiding. You know, um, the church leaders are hiding. They're not, they're not standing up and being counted. Not like, you know. Well, they're a bunch of pedophiles. Jesus, Jesus turned over the tables in the temple. He didn't hide behind the columns, you know. Uh, they're not leading their flocks. No. Physicians, physicians have been forced into that binary decision of, is it income or ethics? You decide. Um, they're, they're en masse deciding income yeah. instead, of, instead of ethics. Um, so, yeah, um, these people are all ripe for being utterly dismissed in the future as as failed failed professionals failed leaders um with their reputations in tatters and and where do people where are people going to go then for information um you know maybe maybe parlor or some other venue for expressing yourself without fear of retribution <laughs> We, we, we're going to need something like that, aren't we? It, just talking over the fence with your neighbor is not going to cut it. Yeah. There's got to be some way of communicating. Um, yeah. And, and that, that's another major... I mean, those guys have just got to be reined in, haven't they? Um, to allow that freedom of expression, which is so dependent on the internet now. It's... It... It'll work. It will. It's something will arise. You can't stop it forever. Leaders do rise in times like this. And I mean, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, it's not. And that's just kind of how I look at it is like, listen, man, you got to do what you know in your heart is good. You got to do what you know in your heart is right. And mm -hmm. I mean, really just kind of fuck everyone else. You know, don't, don't hurt anyone. You know, if my... You know, if my, like, righteous drive was to have on Dr. Hodkinson, yeah, and have on Dr. Malone, yeah, and we're going to get together and get some bombs and go blow up a vaccine station, whoa, whoa, hold on now. Like, you know, it's one thing if your righteous goal is we're going to harm others. Well, no, because what if you are wrong? What if you are wrong? No. We're not hurting anyone. We're just talking. And, you know, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. And the more they clamp down on it, the... uh weirder and weirder it gets uh, the, the the medium term solution short of a, a, a total um total destruction of democracy you know within the next five years um rampant socialism and all that where the focus really has to be tommy is on the universities it's it's the root cause of everything They've got away with it for a couple of decades, being publicly funded, only hiring clones of themselves, and slowly inculcating the students in socialism and all the ideas that we're so familiar with there. Because those students go out to be teachers, they teach the children, and the children go back to the university and get reinforced with the same thoughts it must be right we've heard it from the teacher at school and now we're hearing it from colleges and universities 
Um, that self-perpetuating elite is the root cause of wokeism, which is the root cause of the decay of democracy. And they've got to be controlled. They can't, they can't escape. They, they can't use the argument that, you know, we're the bastion of free speech because <laughs> they're just the opposite. They're, they're controlling speech and they've got it coming for them. Um, the, the money, the spigots need to be turned off if we're going to have any hope. The politicians are not going to be able to cut it um, unless the universities are controlled as job one. Job one. And, and it's going to take time. They're going to be howling that we're, we're trying to control free speech when, of course, it's exactly the opposite. They're only getting they're, they're only get, going to get carved up because they, they were utterly irresponsible in how they manipulated thought over a couple of decades. If, if they're not brought to task, no matter what the politicians do, no matter how many times Trump gets in, uh, they're going to be the sinister force trying to un undermine everything. That's going to be challenging because they'll be gnashing their teeth and, and, you know, claiming we're attacking the very root of democracy, freedom of speech, when, of course, it's exactly the opposite. That's that, that's that Orwellian world, isn't it? Where, speak. <laughs> yeah, right. Where everything yeah. is the opposite of what it seems. Um, yeah. universities, are, universities are not there to teach a goddamn thing. Universities are there to have bums in seats to have a revenue stream that justifies the faculty's existence to do useless research. That's, that's why universities exist. The students are merely the grist in the mill. I will say STEM courses. If you're there to learn math, I mean, now those are going to get infiltrated. I will say go to college if you want to be a doctor or a, or an engineer. But yeah, no, the vast majority of it's horseshit. What a, what I'm kind of realizing now as I get older and not even in the Buddhist sense of be the change you want to see in the world is just, it's just don't wait for anyone else. Like I found myself early on being like, well, man, I got banned for talking about COVID, whatever, you know, Joe Rogan will have someone on or, you know, Oh, they're banning us on YouTube. Well, you know, when rumble gets bigger, then I'll move over there. And I found like, no, man, like you got to go over there. You got to go takes a couple extra minutes. You got to upload your episode there. You got to put the link in there. You got to spread it there. You got to respond to comments there. You got a link to there. You got to drive people over there. No one's talking about this. All right, well, you got to email them. How come I can't find an interview with Dr. Malone? Well, I'll email him. Maybe he won't respond. Holy shit, he responded. Have a conversation with him. You do it and just do it and try to maintain a a balance, try to be open to all ideas. And at the end of the day, just try to display the information and let the adults watching this decide for themselves. Even anyone watching this podcast, we talked the entire time about how bad vaccines are. And, and I know we disagree on this. Ultimately, I still think if you want it, go get it. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen to you, but I think you're an adult with a brain between your ears and you can do this, but we have to be the change we want to see. If no one else is talking out about it, you can't wait for everyone else to talk out about it. Sometimes you got to go, hey, man, this isn't right. You know, this isn't right. You know, someone else has to do this. I mean, eventually someone created Uber because they're like, hey, fuck these taxis. 
Let's get some paper. Let's get some money. Let's do this thing. Eventually, Steve Jobs was like, hey, man, computers shouldn't be these esoteric things. They can be these sexy pieces of art. Like, you can do this. It doesn't have to be X, Y, and Z, you know? It's, it can be other things. It's you step up and you create a better product for other people, and that's how this thing happens. And when, I mean, at the very least, at the very least, this is what I tell myself. I meditate every day. And one thing I do tell my, and I really try to think about it, and I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. I've been meditating every day for 15 years, but I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. Is I tell myself, like, like today is the last day. Not in some scary or depressing sense, like, I'm going to die today. And I'm not, not even in, like, the Grim Reaper is, like, the devil. No, make it friendly. Make it God. Make it an angel. I don't give a shit. Make it your grandpa who's coming back from the grave to see you. I just imagine that, like, like my, my ticket's up. And right now, next to me, while I'm talking to Dr. Hodkinson, you know, the Grim Reaper shows up. And he's just like, hey, big dog, you got to go. And you'll always be nervous because you don't know what death entails. But I think about that, and I think, aside from the fact that, no, I don't want to die, do I actually have any complaints? Oh, wait, I wanted to ask that girl out. No, I, I don't hold anything back. I ask girls out all the time. I get rejected all of the time. But I just, my logic is, is I can't, if, you know, the Grim Reaper comes and I go, I didn't know I was going to die at 30. Man, I should have done COVID episodes. I could have got banned from YouTube. It wouldn't have mattered because I'd be dead. No, I just, every day I tell myself, I'm like, hey, am I okay with today being the last day? When's the last time? I call my parents every night. I text my brothers every day. One of them, the other one, he's, he's an asshole. He doesn't text me back. But I should text him more. I try to be the best person I can be. Did I meditate today? Yes. Did I exercise? Yes. Did I try to find something I'm grateful for? I have pictures of my grandparents and my brother and my dogs. You know, I remember good memories. Did I work hard? Did I shower and shave and did I stand up straight? And Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Did I give my best effort? Yeah, I did a podcast with, with Dr. Hodkinson, made sure the lights are on, and made sure I was here and awake and ready to do it. Am I ready to go? Yeah, I don't want to. I think I believe I have a long life ahead of me. But am I ready to go? Yeah, it's really unpopular to question COVID. It's really unpopular to have on doctors that are against the vaccine. It's really unpopular to talk about the fact that Trump did win. You lose a lot of friends for it. And I can say that for a fact because I have. For the last four years, it was for supporting Trump. And for the last year, it's been for questioning COVID. But Grim Reaper goes, hey, man, it's time to go. Hope you finish your to-do list. Yeah, dude, I kicked it all off. When's the last time you talked to your parents? I talked to my mom last night. I'm good. I'm good. Everything. I don't want to go. But, man, yeah, I got nothing else doing. I did everything. You know, I checked all the boxes. The the cab's yeah. pulling up, and all my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm not. I'm not rushing. It's you good. To, you have to prepare yourself for the possibility that you'll say, "Well, you know what? I've actually changed my mind. You're okay to go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You say all of that, and the Grim Reaper goes, "Huh? All right, you can stay." Yeah. Like, oh and shit! You, and you you'll have earned it. So. Oh yeah, that's you know. I think you know oh, it's. You have to pretend that the sword of damn. You have to pretend that it's the sword. The guillotine is. Is there's an author that said? I think Michael A. Singer. He said every day, because you know the Grim Reaper comes. You can't go. Just give me one more, one more week. 
He's going to look at you and go, what do you mean one more week? You're 30 years old. That's 52 times 10 times 3. You've had 1,560 weeks. What do you mean one more? You've had 1,560. You're done. You don't get another. You're just one more minute. No, you're done. You have to, I think it was, yeah, Singer said, you have to feel the blade of the reaper so close to your neck that it's cutting the hairs. Every single day, not just one day of the year, not a day where you had a chest pain and you thought it was a heart attack. Every random Wednesday, you have to feel it just right, just rushing up against your neck. Well, you, you had a pretty close haircut there, Tommy. I know, yeah. I know. The Grim Reaper's in taking slices. <laughs> shing, shing, and I'm all right with it. He's got one more patch to go, and he's done. And if I'm done, you know what? I'm all right with it. Well, it's been a, a great <laughs> philosophical discussion again, Tommy. You're um, you're mature beyond your years. Uh, I'm a moron. You're developing some fine principles and ways of living. Thank you're you. you're you're kind of you're the kind of person America needs to find its way again. And I thank you. I um I like your style. Thank you, sir. And I know and if you can if you can find a way of me getting a green card, could you let me know? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when the camera's off. I'll 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 get you a wig, we'll dress you. We'll just fly in into Mexico and then you can walk over the border. You're fine. Yeah. yeah that's true. Just walk that's we'll, true. we'll just put on a Biden hair shirt, we'll throw you into Mexico City, you can fucking walk right up here. They'll give you a car and some cash. Just give me a rendezvous at the other side and off we go. Yeah. When I eventually move up to New Hampshire, I'll be close enough to Canada. Maybe we can set up. A, I don't know. Maybe I'll kidnap you. I'll throw you in the car. But I've, no, I've... No, just a, a tunnel under the border. Yeah, you know, whatever it is. Buy, yeah. Buy some Lebanese to dig it for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll just dress up as a preacher saying, "Take the vaccine," and and everyone will be like, "Fuck yeah, just come on in." We'll get. So just remember, when we meet halfway, I'm coming down, and you're not coming up. All right, that's fine. I get it. I get it. I don't want to come to Canada. Trudeau just said the other day that they've secured vaccines through 2024. They've secured boosters. Yeah. Writing's on the wall. I've kept you for 30 minutes longer than I said I would, but as always, Dr. Hodkinson, it's a pleasure talking with you. We always, yeah, it is. We always end up talking about American philosophy and being a good person. And um, yeah. so long as I get banned for having you, I'm going to keep having you on because I don't like being told what to do. I, I had the ultimate compliment um, about a week ago. I did I did seventeen podcasts in one week. Jesus. And and one of them one of them didn't just get banned on YouTube. It got banned on BitChute as well. How the fuck? Excuse my French. How the fuck? That, that was a real. How? Compliment. Wait. How? And <laughs> what it was it? Were they using copyrighted music or something? I I didn't seem any different to me, but anyway, they they didn't like it. That's and, impressive. Uh, I, I hey man, I mean, that's that's a badge of that, you know? <laughs> that's a trophy, man. You getting you getting banned from YouTube's easy. It's like just it's like you know it's no harder than getting out of bed in the morning. And uh, we did a we did a fabulous podcast with um, it was titled something to the effect of um, four persecuted physicians in Canada. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, from coast to coast with a lawyer on on, on the podcast and uh, it was a week ago it's still climbing it's 300,000 views and um, 
that's really quite remarkable. Still on YouTube, actually. And it's a great show. We'll end with the quote. Should have, heard, should have heard those stories. They were, they were just gut wrenching. Yeah. Well, we'll end with a quote from who is it? Saint Augustine of Hippo. The truth is like a lion; you need not defend it. Just let it out of the cage, and it will defend itself. Mm -hmm. And what I feel we're doing, and other podcasters are doing, is we're just. We get a little saw, and we're just cutting on the cage. I don't know what's going to happen when it comes out. <laughs> I just want to cut it open, see what the fuck happens. Let it loose. Who knows what's going to happen, but uh, I don't like the idea of it being locked up. Let's, let's continue telling. Let's do, it's always a blast. I will never have... Not gonna, this story is not going to go away, and nope. uh, there'll be more stuff to talk about. I'd say it every time I have on someone to talk about COVID. If you want these episodes to stop, stop censoring them. The second they stop getting censored, they won't be sexy anymore, and I'll stop doing them. But so long as you're censoring them, man, I can't help but keep doing it. I'm going to do exactly what I'm not supposed to do because that's the kid in me, and I guess that's the American in me. Dr. Hawkinson. We're, we're an opportunistic American. I am. I'm a capitalistic whore, and you better believe it. Just keep on doing it, Tony. Dr. Hawkinson, thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. As always, uh, God bless. You are an honorary American. We will win this fight. It's going to be a long one, but the truth always wins. And um, I'll email you this, and we'll set up the next episode, all right? You bet. Thank Good you, advice. sir. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Recording Stay safe, stopped. everybody. Good day.